Happy Advent. That's right. It's time to repeat the only Advent song we all know, Ad Nauseum. <laughs> the Baptist Catholic Show is a podcast exploring the what and how of Catholicism with Baptist fervor. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and share. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about the way the world looks right now and where to go with that, basically. Um, So here in America, we've got the elections. And if you pay too much attention to the news, no matter where you are politically, it's a mess. It's uplifting, Uh, really. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it gives you a lot of hope. <laughs> no, no, it, it's just confusing and dim and bleak. And then don't even get me started on COVID because we've been in the house too long, too long. And oh, I'd like to see the outside world again. <laughs> I, don't, so, I don't think it actually exists. Oh, they took it away, right? <laughs> they took it. That's what I feel like. Other things yeah. been sterilized, and <laughs> right, we have to do what we have to do. But it's getting, yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 term, what is it? COVID fatigue. Yes, is that's yeah. me. That's me. Which is and dangerous, right? Because people are wanting to kick off all the things that we need to do in order to be healthy. But it's like we're getting to the point where ugh, some of us are just giving out. We're just done. Yeah, and I think a lot of us are there. And and I want to talk about just how to combat that a little bit, bit, where to look in response to that, basically, because it's easy. And I I said this for myself as well. It's easy to look around and see mess, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, yeah, that's a fallen world for sure. This is it. This is this is fallen. And think this is hopeless. This is never going to work out well. We're done, basically. And um, I just want to talk about how to really respond to that faithfully as Catholics. So first, I want to start with the cardinal virtues. Okay, so you want to hear something funny? What? Well, you already know this, so I don't know why you fakely oh. said what. But anyway. I, well, you didn't uh, correct me for what you were going to say funny. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't know about you all, but it really helps me to memorize things when I can tie it to like something, especially something odd or strange or like a little story. Yeah. yeah. Please don't tell the weird story. Actually, I'm not going to tell the, uh, the weird story, but the, um, so the cardinal virtues, we're gonna, I'm going to introduce these to you out of the catechism, and then I'm going to help you by giving you a little device <laughs> that help you to remember the cardinal virtues, and you'll never forget them ever again. Okay, so paragraph 1805 speaks about the cardinal virtues, and this is going to play into our discussion about what Aaron was talking about, overcoming the times that we're in. So the four virtues, four virtues, excuse me, play a pivotal role and accordingly are called cardinal. All others are grouped around them. They are prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. Okay, so I thought I'd just briefly hit those four and we'll get a basic definition or a definition and then we'll go on. So prudence, number one, disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance Mm -hmm. and to choose the right means of achieving it. 
So we talk about that a lot, being prudent in your decision making. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Justice, in paragraph 1807, justice is the moral virtue that consists in the constant and firm will to give their due to God and neighbor. Mm -hmm. All right, so rendering unto another or to God what is theirs, rightfully theirs. Fortitude is the moral virtue that ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of good. Mm -hmm. Unwavering, right? And then 1809, temperance is the moral virtue that moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. Mm-hmm. I think we all need a little balance right about now. So tell them your memorization device, and then we'll get into That's probably the linchpin of this entire episode, so no. don't roll your eyes at me. Okay, oh so I, I don't know what... Oh, actually, I do remember. I was reading through the catechism through this little reading plan. And I come across the four cardinal virtues. And for some reason I decided like, I need to memorize these, which I think that's a good idea anyway. But, um, but I, but I wasn't just going to be able to memorize these four without something to time together. So, you know, so we have prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance. So P J F T. And I thought, okay, I'll take those first letters and I'll come up with a little something tied together. Okay. So imagine if you will, Here's the story. I'm going to tell it. So imagine, if you will, someone is a very very rich person and kind of uppity. And uh, they come to this um, inn, person who runs an inn or a hotel manager or something and says, Kind sir, where is the nicest room available? Could you please give it? And he says, No, ma'am, we're out of rooms. We can't, but we do have this nice fort over here. Okay, and this person continues to protest. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Give me the best room. And finally, the hotel manager has enough. This is all going in on in my head, by the way. So you know, I'm a little weird. But anyway, the <laughs> finally, the person, <laughs> the hotel manager has enough and says, "Prude, prudent, just justice, fort, fortitude, <laughs> temporarily, temperance." So prude, calling this person a prude, which is probably not the most charitable thing to do, but hey, he's had enough. Okay. <laughs> so prude, just for temporarily. Except You're for, welcome. Yeah. Okay. Welcome. So when he tells this story now, he says, uppity wealthy person. Yeah. Well, when he tells me this story, he's like, yeah, I imagine you are trying to get a bedroom, <laughs> right? And I'm like, hey, prude, just for temporarily. <laughs> I'm the uppity um, person. This is a professional podcast. <laughs> we cannot be airing those things here. Yeah. Um, anyway. Anyway. So you're never going to forget the four cardinal virtues. You're welcome. You might as well just shut off the podcast now. You're <laughs> yeah. done. But so I want to go through those and just talk a little bit about their cardinal virtues for a reason. Because okay, so cardinal, right? Cardinus in Latin. It, it's a like a hinge it hinges on everything else hinges um, on those things right and so let's start with um prudence prude right <laughs> I, I think this is so important in the world we're living in right now because it's really easy to be like i'm done with this i'm over this i don't want to do this anymore and we need that prudence to make decisions that are healthy and wise and and not imprudent, right? Like, don't take your mask off and slingshot it. Yeah. Say, oh, I'm is done. that what? You that was what that was. Okay. I was unhooking it. You couldn't see it, listeners, but I was unhooking my mask and and slingshotting it. Don't be that way. Don't be that. Yeah. Person. I mean, it's it's easy prudent. easy to say, I'm done. Like I'm over this. 
I'm not going to follow these mandates anymore. I'm going buck wild. And I feel you after being stuck in the house with all these people. I understand that. But we can't do that. It's not prudent. Okay. Um, moving down to justice. Okay. At the same time, that uh, prudence and justice have to work hand in hand, right? We can't, we can't say, oh, well, it's not prudent to um, go to mass. And maybe, you know, for some dioceses, they have um, stopped mass at the moment or whatever. But we, that is giving um, our due to God and neighbor. So some people might take this as an opportunity, say, I can't go to Mass or what have you. Well, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to just kind of put God to the side. Mm -hmm. Check out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not being just in our faith, in our life. And it's easy to do that. And it's understandable to say, I'm just done with this. Like, God, you've obviously taken the backseat here. I'm going to too, you know. Um it's also easy too then to not be just in our dealings with other people and become turned in on yourself yeah because neighbor is is a part of that justice like our due to our neighbor which is to be kind and to treat each person like they are jesus right Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, because the flip side of all of these you know the extreme the opposite of all these are the vices and um ultimately sinful right uh, actions so becoming turned in on yourself not rendering not being just to those around you and ultimately to god the opposite of that is being turned in on yourself mm-hmm. what's that augustine says in carvatus in say yeah. turned in on oneself it's yeah. basically what sin, sin is yeah absolutely then moving down to fortitude you know getting in the fort temporarily Rude. right just fort temporarily. anyway <laughs> so Fortitude, I think that's obvious. We all need fortitude right now to continue through this now almost year-long process. That, I was, it was kind of a breeze for me. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> she wanted to say some other things, but she decided not to. She's. I was being just to my neighbor. <laughs> no, I think we all Thank need you. fortitude. You know, constancy, it says, mm-hmm. in the pursuit of the good. Constancy. Yeah. Constancy, like being consistent in what we do. It's difficult. And sometimes you're doing the same thing over and over every day in the same pair of pajama pants. And that's fine. Nobody's judging. Maybe a little. No, not Maybe at all. <clears throat> anyway, I just... Moving on. Okay. Temperance. That, so that's the moderation, right, that provides balance in the use of created goods. My goodness, don't we all need that? How many Zoom meetings have y'all been to? I mean, You're on mute. You're <laughs> Sally. No, Sally's the, the thing on the bottom left. Click it. Oh, just forget it. Somebody call her. You would think at this or point so- in the pandemic we wouldn't have those people anymore. <laughs> Or, the or that wouldn't be me. <laughs> or that are not on huh? mute and they need to oh, be. Oh, no, Aaron. I've had staff meetings like that. Oh. Like, I've got to be on this meeting. And then we're, <laughs> the rest of us, including the boss, <laughs> like, because you don't want to be rude and be like, Sandra, Sandra, <laughs> you're off mute. But I mean, it's kind of an act of justice. Oh, see, to tell that person that yeah. they are off mute because you don't know what they might say. Right. 
But at the same time, learning to temper maybe our reactions. I, that's not me, obviously. Right, right, right. Some people. We eat and breathe temperance around here. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it, it it's a necessary thing. So I that was my point with these cardinal virtues. Well, even like with the temperance too, uh, I see... I agree exactly with what you're saying, but even to the, the isolation can cause you to live, you know, whether it's you know, on an extreme like alcohol or, or whatever, you can be intemperate with a lot of things mm. using the excuse. Well, I mean, these are extraordinary circumstances and I'm locked up here with my family or I'm isolated by myself. So I needed and, that three pound chunk of chocolate. I know. Right. I so it's it. hard. <laughs> It's hard to practice temperance when the circumstances are radically different than they normally would be. Oh, absolutely. I think it's easy to say, I'm coping. This is self-care, right? right? We hear that all the time. Self-love. Listen, you nobody to, loves themselves some... with three bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. You had to borrow. You're going to have to like draw some borderlines. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that all those cardinal virtues are so important when we're going through this pandemic and everything in our world when we look around and we're like oh jesus take the wheel <laughs> like it's a mess out there and what do you do and a lot of the times you know you see on catholic social media even such polar opposite mm -hmm. yeah. I ideology or mm -hmm. i don't know how you want to put that but yeah. Just, and even a lot of anger and vitriol spewing back forth yeah uh, oh yeah out from both sides and it's it's like, I, I don't know. And, and on top of that, too, you know, not only as Catholics, we have the pandemic and here in America, election mess. And then, too, we have the McCarrick report that comes out. Mm. And, and we look at that and we're like, okay, the world's a mess. The country's a mess. And the church is a mess. Yeah. And, and how do you respond uh, other than with Peter's words that to whom shall we go, Lord, you alone hold the words of eternal life. Mm -hmm. If Christ established this, then it even a mess, we have to cling to it. Mm -hmm. and we have to trust that he established it, even in those difficult times. I, I think that's so important. Well, and, and these these four that we just outlined, it's it's, it's a roadmap to holiness, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it's they're helpful too, I think. And I've not done the best of using them consciously, mm -hmm. uh, hopefully unconsciously or subconsciously. Mm -hmm. They've been working, right? It's just a natural response <laughs> for me. Exudes from me. That would be the temperate thing to do here now. But you know, when we come upon those difficult decisions, like what are we going to do next? thinking about those four is a starting point and going, what is the prudent thing to do here? Yeah. What, you know, what is the just thing to do? Yeah. Is my decision just to the people around me, mm -hmm. not just, you know, being temperate, but is it just what I'm doing as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are my motives here? What am I? Yeah. So it helps you to kind of, it's a, it's a nice, examination of conscience before you act sure. like what are my motives here and why am i doing this and what it's going to be the the plausible outcome mm -hmm. if i do it so yeah and i don't think that this falls at um an insignificant time in the church's 
calendar, right? So last week we celebrated Christ the King Sunday. And that's the answer, really, when we're looking at how do we respond. That's it. You know, the entire church calendar is set up in such a way we start with Advent, right? And we continue, 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 and we end with Christ the King Sunday. Now, we can all recognize that the highest feast of the church is Easter, but it's not unintentional by the church that it ends on Christ the King Sunday because Christ is the King of the universe. All of this mess that we see is easy to get bogged down in, but Christ is the King of the universe. So no matter what we see here on earth, it at the end of the day ultimately does not matter. Because we have an eternal outlook beyond this world and to Christ, to his eternal being and salvation through him. Mm-hmm. More, more than anything temporary on this earth, right? All of these situations that I've mentioned, while not unimportant, are temporary. Yeah. They're not eternal. And I think the most important thing we can do is keep an eternal outlook. And I think, too, that Satan wants to convince us that eternity is far away and unimportant with today's world. I need to focus on what is happening now. Satan wants you so bogged down in these things of the world that you keep your eyes off of Christ and his eternal plan for you and for the salvation of the world. Mm-hmm. And you, and he also doesn't want Christ then to illumine those things which you are dealing with right in the here and now, which like we talked about whatever a couple of weeks ago are your legitimate pathway to salvation or your pathway to sainthood. Yeah. Right? He wants you to keep you bogged down in them and distracted and thinking, well this is not what the Lord wants or this is just something that I'm bogged down, I have to get through when we pause and really take an assessment. No, this is, okay, I am where I am. I need to trust God. I need to maybe employ those four virtues and think about how I can live them so that in the midst of this mess, Mm. right, we're living, we're we're bringing the kingdom Mm. to earth in, in, in our particular circumstances in life. Yeah, exactly. The other event at this point in the liturgical calendar too is, is the beginning of Advent, right? The start of a new church year. And I think it's such an opportunity as a new year to take a new look, a fresh look on where you want this church year, this liturgical year to go, where you want to grow in the same as we do at the new year with new year's resolutions. Where can I go deeper with Christ through Advent? How can I wait for him more, um, I don't know, prayerfully? Or in in what deeper way can I meet him and prepare myself for him this Advent season? And I don't think that's, I don't think it's coincidental either. Um, the first Sunday of Advent's gospel reading. Okay, so I'm going to read that from Mark 13, 33 through 37. Be on guard, keep awake, for you do not know when the time will come. 
It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his servants in charge, each with his work and commands the doorkeeper to stay awake. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or in the morning, lest he come suddenly and find you asleep. Then what I say to you, I say to all, stay awake. So like, it's said in there several times, stay awake, keep awake, like, Hashtag stay woke, right? Like, <laughs> Whoa, I'm the cheesy one. Okay. Okay. Um, but no, I, I, it's not by accident that the church put this as the reading for Advent, but it's so perfect for this time. Mm -hmm. It's easy to fall asleep figuratively, right? Well, I don't know. For me, literally, too. <laughs> Whatever. Second that, yeah. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> anyway, it's so easy to fall asleep in our faith when we're fatigued yeah. by everything else. It feels like we just have burden on burden on burden on our shoulder. And I'm, I'm feeling, you know, Peter in Gethsemane, like, I'm just trying to take a little nap, Lord. And he's like, no, stay awake. Stay, yeah. stay with me. You don't know. You don't know what's coming. You just have to stay awake. And I think that's difficult, but it's it's necessary to stay awake with Christ, to stay cemented in relationship with him, mm -hmm. um, even when it's not fun. You know, it's yeah it's it's, it's, it's kind of easy of the day and, right yeah. it's kind of easy to be um on guard you know when things are going okay mm. right um well even then it might be difficult in, in a way but um you know and i've heard exactly what you were talking about even recently with some folks just saying well this has been a long year because of the pandemic and so we just need to kind of take it easy maybe and i think there's legitimate you know um I think there's legitimacy to that um you know you don't you, you we're all in our own difficult situations some folks have lost jobs some people have gone mm -hmm. through all kinds of mess but in it, it should never become the case where we okay so that's a good reason for us to kind of just lean back and not be attentive right mm -hmm. and not to i don't have to watch as closely lord because I mean, do you, I mean, do you see everything that's going on around me right My now? My circumstances are bad, so I don't need to do right. that. Right, right, <clears throat> So um, we all have to assess and, and see what is it that the Lord is calling us to. Maybe not all the same thing. Obviously, probably not all the same thing. But He is calling us to something. He is calling us to die to self and take up the cross and follow Him. Mm -hmm. um, we just need to be listening and attentive to how He wants us to do that because... We don't want to kind of get, well, I've got this nice comfy routine and then I'll, I'll just take a cat nap <laughs> and then, you know, there you are, you're asleep. And, so and we then don't want to be asleep somebody wakes times. you up on the couch at 11.45 and is like, hey, go to bed. Oh, never mind. Is that Different cat life? nap. <laughs> <laughs> no. That was a lion nap. I don't know. <laughs> that was a new thing. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it, it's... It's difficult, but it, it. what's your other option, I guess, is my question. Mm -hmm. What to continue to look at this world and be like, well, that's hopeless. Uh, right. you know? 
and that's it. And really, the world needs us to be those mm-hmm. signs of contradiction. Right? Yeah, that say, hey, there's hope in this, you know. And I'm going to fight, and I'm, I'm, you know, maybe not happy is not the word, but joy filled. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless peace of the circumstance. Yeah, yeah, peaceful. Yeah. I've, I've got joy. Right. I may not be happy, happy, happy all the time with a smile on my face, but I have an unshakable joy mm-hmm. that causes me to look and act differently. And, you know, maybe you're taking on more difficult things during this pandemic when everybody else is like, what are you doing? Why would you subject yourself to that when everything else is going on in the world? Um, but you do it out of joy, right? Out right. of your love for Christ and your desire to be obedient to him and to shine a light to the rest of the world who, I mean, and understandably so are kind of carved in on themselves, not maybe not in a sinful way, but they're just, we're all kind of huddled in together and it's hard to look outside. It's hard to consider your neighbor. It's hard to think about what's the future holds when you're kind of holding on. Yeah. Barely hanging on to sanity. Yeah. Yeah. So those of us who can, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually ought to be, this is the time. This mm-hmm. is the time to stand up for the church. This is the time to stand up for their faith and to lead. Because if we don't lead, somebody else will. Mm, certainly. Yeah. The world will. The culture will. The culture will take and, the lead and, and tell us where the, we're going to go. The way uh, uh, we already see it going. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, not to my own follow from right? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All of that to, I think that pretty much wraps it up, but. Um, just hopefully this Advent, we can move together, working, uh, with Christ coming closer to him and, um, preparing our hearts, minds, souls for his birth on earth and in our hearts. Yeah. All right. So until next time, happy Advent. Yeah. See you next time on the Bad Catholic, Catholic Show. Show. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Baptist Catholic Show. If you like this episode, please consider subscribing and share. And may God bless you all.